0: facebook it's carcone carne it's yes! a friday night <laughs> that's a girl named nino yes! over there uh Carcon carne Hi. is quarantine con carne sponsored tonight by c and h financial services free processingnow.com. remember that website because we're heading into a point where businesses will be up and running again well let's say summer when you get to that point you, the business owner, will want CNH Financial Services on your side. They can help you eliminate 100% of the fees associated with taking credit and debit cards. 100% of the fees. Free processing now. 100%. 100, thank you, girl named Nino. 100%. 100%. Uh, so that is CNH Financial Services. Before we talk to girl named Nino, who is performing live right here on Carcone Carney's Facebook at 850. Or if you're listening to the podcast before the podcast is over, uh, I do want to mention these just came in. On carconcarni.com, if you click on free merch, not free merch, new merch. <laughs> Definitely not free merch. Free merch? The new limited edition Quarantine Cone Carne t-shirt in white. Woo! That's right. Ow. And check this out. I love this. One-hour teas. Uh, Oof. Does these.
1: That's where uh, I do my merch.
0: The black tea, Quarantine Cone Carne. Limited edition stuff. New merch on Uh A value at any price, but I think they're 20 bucks. So...
2: It's Carcon con carne, let's eat in the car, it's car con carne, and now here's the star of our show, James Van
0: Alright, without further ado, it is Girl Named Nino across town, through the magic of the internet, through the magic of video conferencing, Hi! Thank you for doing this. Hello,
2: hello.
0: Look at your cool little creative space. Thank you. Do all the pictures on the wall have? Do all the pictures have like a story behind them? Like a reason?
1: Absolutely. raison d'être. Let's be pretentious.
0: Let's talk French. We tell tell me about one of your favorite pieces there
1: well this lady came to me when i moved here so there was this really cool store in logan square called threads etc which was kind of like a um arts and resale furniture like it was a cool little shop and it was there and that's where i got it so it was kind of a new beginnings mother character Love it. this piece was um on my uh, moonlight daughter, it was one of my merch art pieces. It was a T-shirt, so I it was one of the pieces I made in, in college that ended up in a gallery show. So it was kind of a reminder that um, stuff works out. <laughs> I love that. It's, uh, that one is called "New York in Winter." And I love it. Uh, and then there's some like favorite pieces. This is from one of my best friends that lives in Saudi Arabia now, and she gave that to me. Uh, from a local artist and she said it looked like me but it wasn't and she was like it reminds me of you i want you to have it so uh, yeah like and then some really like special like daily herald my first daily herald feature and georgian newspaper feature there's an article in russia
0: uh, well let's talk a little bit you you talked about coming over here and moving to chicago and you just mentioned georgia you're from georgia not the state of georgia you're from the actual country of georgia the Part of the former Soviet Republic. The old
1: world. The old yeah, world. The old world. Yeah.
0: When, when did you come to Chicago?
1: I came here like, uh, well, I moved to Chicago, Chicago 10 years ago. So I've been in Chicago in over 10 years. Um, but I came here like, you know, pre teens with my family, kind of one of those immigrant stories that you hear, you know, family moved from for work. Um, my mom is a biochemist and she works in. Um, cystic fibrosis research currently. Wow. Um, so she's an incredible lady with a very very good uh, amazing mind. So she was recruited to work on sickle cell anemia in, uh, in um, Alabama and she worked there and like we were by ourselves. Well my brother is older so I'm like the baby in the family. So I was there with my family and then we relocated to Illinois. Um, so it was just kind of a kind of one of those typical immigrant relocation stories but um, I grew up in Tbilisi inner city Tbilisi which is kind of like if you think of Paris but with more pollution even (laughs) but it's like very it's beautiful but extremely polluted and loud and kind of obnoxious and then I moved to Norwood Illinois which is next to Lake Bluff and so it was it was the weirdest cultural shock Oh, <laughs> it was yeah everybody like you know you could walk everywhere where did but you, you can't
0: where did you find your interest in music and performing was it in georgia or did it kind of come to life when you came to america
1: i i started in georgia and i thought that i wanted to be an actor um i fell in love with theater when i was a kid and you know, that wasn't really a career path you could choose, like, to make a living necessarily, you know, so uh, it was a dream of mine, and, and, you know, as a kid, like, fifth grade, I went to kind of a theater school, um, like, after school with my best friend, and I I thought that I was gonna, that was gonna be my career path, like, uh, um, dramatic arts, and when I moved here, um, I got kind of stifled in a way, because You know, I didn't speak English, so I had to learn everything from scratch. And so my life kind of shifted a little bit. And um, interestingly enough, you know, soon enough, I found my way back to it. But it took like a little backseat. And I found music in high school. When I went um, to high school, I had like a uh, ESL class that was extremely offensive and <laughs> really? the way yeah it was very offensive like it was just you were expected to not do well in life and the kids were like just i don't know um it was if it was offensive to me so i went to the teacher and i said i wanted out and she said oh yeah you can go <laughs> so i just went to i was like i'm good i don't need you um she was racist and you know unpleasant nice. and so yeah, so I had a friend who was in choir and she said, come audition for the choir. And that meant, you know, sight reading and things like that. And I didn't know how to do any of that. So um, there was this really nice, really nice program at Lake Forest High School. Um, and um, there's a man there named Tim Haskett. And Mr. Haskett was like super cool and very nice to me. And uh, he inspired me to like just, you know, and that was my beginning to sing and to learn. and kind of roll my sleeves up, but I didn't really learn to read music properly until I actually went to music school, <laughs> you know, college, um, pre-college. I don't know.
0: I find one of the things I, I like about you, girl named, you know, uh, you're impossible. Tell me, to, dude, tell me. You're impossible to pin down. Are you chamber pop? Are you jazz? Are you indie? Are you folk? Are you r Why do I even try? Why do I even try? <laughs> you're a little bit of all that. Has your, Kind of amorphous musical identity made it easier or harder to cut a path here in Chicago. Uh,
1: a little bit of both. I think I think that to me, it has never really mattered what genre people think I am. Um, I, as long as I get to find my voice and I've always looked for my voice, and because you know, as long as you know who you are as a person and as a musician, I think whatever genre you take on, becomes an authentic way for you to communicate. So, you know, if I decide to make films down the line, it will still be me making films because my voice will be um, steadfast. You know, so sure. um, I, it doesn't it doesn't matter if people like. I don't think people that are um, have an affinity for me or fans of what I do care what genre I I, I take on because it's like what I'm saying with it. You know,
2: absolutely. So,
1: and I haven't really like gone in, I, I don't go into a music, like I don't go to uh, uh, like my favorite record store, like Dusty Groove. I don't go, you know, I think I'm gonna go to the R&B box and look for what's good. You know, like I go in and I dig in. And so like, I hope, you know, my audience is a little bit of like me in that, you know, they like a little bit of everything. So if that's how we come together, that's how it comes together. So for me, it's like truth. How can I communicate best I can? Uh, be most authentic self uh, and tell good stories in that short format, you know, song format.
0: Let's talk about your latest short story. So at 8.55 tonight, you're going to play this song right here on Carcon Carney. the song, Am I Enough? What's yeah.
1: interesting,
0: I first heard this before COVID-19 became the only thing we talked about. And this is a song that you self-described as being about navigating through the world with intense anxiety. Well, shit, look where we are now. This song couldn't be more timely or appropriate.
2: I know, right?
0: Kind of weird how that worked out. Uh, It's a beautiful, haunting song. Uh, What what else can you Mm -hmm. tell me about that other than it's just kind of a reflection of those emotions?
1: You know what? It's a a treat to have been able to work with one of my professors from DePaul, Thomas Miller, who is a... contemporary composer, as well as an amazing sound engineer. And he's a great educator in that school with um, my alma mater, DePaul Music School. And he's one of the people I worked with um, on one of his pieces when I was there. And he ended up kind of working with me over the years for video projects with his senior graduating SRT class, and they work on these experimental recording techniques. So uh, you know, um, we worked several times. Like last time we worked, uh, we had a chamber group. So he arranged. I wrote a song, and then we had Gordy, my, my partner Gordy, there on electric guitar, and and uh, Tom arranged for a chamber group. So it was a quartet, an upright bass, and I was on the grand piano. So it was just a really beautiful experience, and then this time he reached out, he said, I want to do something different because I'm featuring Chicago songwriters. And so I said, you know, to top, like, I don't know, how do you top that quartet experience? So I said, I want to do something where we really produce it together. Like this is just going to be like really cooked. So, you know, I started writing and I throw, uh, I kind of throw stuff at a wall and see what sticks. Usually that's how I write. And it just kept, nothing would stick. Nothing was like sounded, nothing was um, like speaking to me. And then finally, like end of November, I came up with this concept and then like, I think it went through like 10 different versions. I almost drove him crazy. He was like, oh my God, you're changing the tempo and the care, like. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it was a collaboration and he produced this um and you know based on kind of like the vibes i was feeling like i was really feeling the lana del rey record i was really feeling some of the post malone stuff that came out um so i wanted to kind of tap you know tap into artists that i like that are on a you know like Billie eilish the people that are on the forefront but make authentic music that are songwriters first um but also really like producing their own stuff and You know, I see them making records for years to come. And that's kind of the kind of artist, uh, you know, I I would like to be. I I would like to think that that's the kind of artist I am. So um, that we ended up creating this together. And it's a little different and a little fresh and new direction for me, which is where I want to go into more of like, uh, uh, you know, electronic alternative pop. um, more Not dance music, but with more, a little more cooked stuff, less acoustic, but more. not mainstream, but something that could be on the radio or more likely to be on the radio.
0: (laughs) For sure. Uh, And I do want to again say that song, Am I Enough, will be played live by you or live-ish at 8.55 right here on Kirk Concarne on the Facebook page. I mentioned the the whole pandemic thing we're living through right now. It is quarantine Concarne right now. How are you holding up, Nino? I'm,
1: okay? I'm very fortunate because I have, <clears throat> I'm quarantining with my favorite people. With my ha- my kid is in kindergarten. We're so we're e-learning.
0: Uh huh. Um, You've got about another amazing. two years. You've got about another two years of being able to help your kid with math. Then by first, <laughs> fourth grade, forget it. Just, just letting you know now. that That's trouble on the horizon.
1: I love math.
0: Okay. Well, the might not be my strong suit. <laughs> So you're you're quarantining with people you like. So, but you strike me as such an intro or an extrovert. Excuse me. It it seems like you're the type of person who would want to be out, and this would be stifling to someone like you.
1: I'm actually not an extrovert. What do you call it? A situational extrovert. I have to really work myself up to be out, actually. So, um, I don't like I don't like being out too much because it takes too much out of me. So I, I'm very, I love people and I love contact, like contact that has a lot of substance, but I don't like like the empty talk, like the whoo, like just rubbing shoulders just to go out. Like that takes literally just pulls all of my life force out of me. I'm I right there with you. Rather.
0: Small talk Oof. is exhausting. Couldn't agree with you more.
1: And then I don't like it. Like when you're, I know you don't want to, you know, just, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of that in our industry and you wouldn't know, you know, you have to go to a lot of things and and, um, there's great, like being online is a great way to kind of avoid having to be always in meetings one-to-one and, um, you know, online calls. (laughs) Right. I'll take that. So I'm I'm taking it in that sense. I'm taking it just fine. I just, um, you know, what's impacting me is trying to uh, not to be too like wiped out by everything of all the bad news Uh, so trying to focus on the good things uh, not just ignoring the stuff that's happening but more like focusing on what I can control you know so just really weird trying to like put the blinders on and have dreams but not be like Driving yourself nuts. And- yeah, I was
0: talking about this uh, a week or two ago. I, I think, for me at least, the best way to kind of get through all this is to take things in chunks, and instead of looking toward the end of the line when we finally get sprung, and let's say it's June fifteenth when that happens, it's just finding those signposts along the way to hit, because otherwise we'll yeah. go insane. It becomes overwhelming to the point of almost being debilitating. But if you think, okay, well this Saturday I'm going to do this, or you know, tonight, I'm going to talk to Nino, and she's going to play on Carcon Carney. Funny. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Exactly. Uh Before Bring it. play, right here, which, again, I'm, I'm really excited to see you do and your cool Oh, my gosh.
1: Thank artistic. you so much. This is the first time I'm doing it acoustic like this. So really? I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll be All right, looping right on. my electric electric guitar, which is a part of this recording, and I'll be looping some keyboards, which is also uh, in the recording, but this is very stripped down, so I hope uh, you enjoy that. Because I,
0: mean, I will. Hooray for technology. But before that happens... If people want to support you, I, I ask this of every artist I've been talking yes. to, how do we support you in this weird time when you can't play out?
1: Just come be a part of my community. I just want to be connected to you. I want to figure out, you know, what kind of people are into what I'm about. And I just want to grow my community. So if you're on Instagram uh, or if you're on Twitter, I mean, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, on on tiktok i love tiktok um because i make a lot of like harmonizing videos if you like to listen like people nerding out that's what i do i nerd out i either hey, make you know,
0: like
1: I, choreography
0: i want you to look at this gray i, I can't go on tiktok there's a, <laughs> there's a default setting on my android phone that won't let me actually download the app because of the gray Just
1: hair It's a face face scan right Yeah,
0: exactly ah. sorry sorry okay boomer you're out
1: <laughs> lies lies it's not true there's it's a very interesting platform. Remember when Instagram was blown up? Before it blew up, people were like, "Oh, I don't want to post pictures," and people thought it was a picture uh, app, and now look at what it's done. So for sure. Um, it's, mm, you know it's not for everybody for sure, but I you know, like YouTube, I make different content. I make weekly videos, and I do more of like behind the scenes. Before things kind of shut down, I did more of like behind the scenes of what artists do. So you don't just come out on stage and look fabulous and sound great. Like, what does it take to do what you do? Because coming up, I didn't have a lot of insight on what that was about. And like when I would ask people and I would get a lot of weird non-answers. So it's really good to have kind of offer that kind of mentorship without really like, like, well, look at me. It's more like, hey, come into my world, like be a part of this. So, for sure. you know, come into my world. Thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan of Con Karne, Carne and I've Thank been you. like, you know, like tweeting at you about like tahini and barbecue sauce and (laughs) weird alternatives to barbecue. And, you know, when the ban lists, we have to, uh, we have to do like vegan burgers and
0: I'm all in. All right, I'm going to let you get ready to perform. I want to thank everyone who's been watching on Facebook Live. Tony, Mark, Katie, Dan, Tracy, (gasps) Jeff, James, Ryan, Dominic, Christy, Daniel, Planker, Eric, everyone else who's been checking us out, thank you. Uh, Don't go away if you're on Facebook. Nino is going to be playing right here on Carcoon Carne in minutes. Thank you for watching the Facebook Live.
1: Let's go.
2: Oh, oh.